Liebe Leute, this is Pod Cats and Dinosaurs episode 5 in English and a little bit German because we are in Kiel in Germany. Yes. Today it's me, Tove, as always, and you, Philip, here as well. And our super special honorary guest, Jan, the booker of the Culture House Hansa 48. Hello. Super welcome. Stop. Thanks for inviting me. That's really nice. <laughs> We invited yourse- ourselves to your office. <laughs> yes. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, so this is the... Uh, Well, day two of Cats and Dinosaurs uh, Germany tour. That's yes. why we're in Germany. It's not only because of the podcast. No, we are not, we are not that ambitious with the podcast, <laughs> even though we are quite ambitious. <laughs> so, um, of course, when we're in Germany, we have to play the song inspired by a German song. As mm. always, we would just uh, dive into the, the new song. Of, uh, the song of the episode. Yes. It's in English, it's called You Gotta Break What's Breaking You. Coming up. Don't be a fool I just may come I just may go Maybe our esteemed guest should uh, yeah. say, you've heard this song, of course, the Swedish version and the live version. Yeah. Three times. <laughs> <laughs> you it, played you, three times at Hansa 14 now. Yeah, did, did you play the first tour? No, I don't think so. That's no. true. It, I don't it, think we did. No. came up at the last year, first time? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, probably. I'm not sure. But... Uh, It's so much more fun to play this in Germany, though, than in Sweden, because here people know the, the reference, yeah. which is, now I'm going to say it in German, Tonsteiner Scherben. Perfect. <laughs> was the band, and the song in German is called Mach kaputt, was euch kaputt macht. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe we can put, I will, I will clip in a little... Uh... Ja. For it later. Yes. Ja, 
Yeah, so when we play it in Germany, we we normally pick because that's the phrase you gotta break what's breaking you. Mm-hmm. That it means that quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But it sounds much nicer in German, I think. And, uh, and we um, we uh, so we sing it in German in German. And also, I, but I'm not so much into like language science that, that I can. I'm not expert in that at all. But if I compare the meaning of break. Mm. and mach kaputt mm. so it, it, it's kind of similar but I maybe it's not exactly the same no. meaning mm. so in, in German mach kaputt was euch kaputt macht is more like kaputt it, is, it also reflects on uh, for me the, the language they were using in their songs they were like you heard you were hearing in their lyrics there like yeah, they, 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 to whom they are speaking, like to mm. normal people. It's not mm-hmm. like that. It's like yeah, that's what people would use to describe their situation. Ah. That's that's what what I hear in that kind of phrase mm. to explain like yeah, why should you you revolt or why should you organize yourself? It's like yeah, mach kaputt was euch kaputt macht. So like mm. the explanation is really yeah. easy and to understand. Yeah. So that's mm. uh, the the reason why to do things mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think it's it's nice too because it's to me that that reflects that like society is already screwing you over mm-hmm. like um, you are getting a lot of shit from this mm-hmm. system so you have to fight back yeah. um, and it's just sort of a yeah like you're saying it's a simple explanation <laughs> to why you have to organize mm-hmm. and do stuff and and be an activist, sort of. Yeah, as it like getting this entrance, like like you brought up. Of course, this is not the, the possibility to get into all the details of how society or capitalism as structures in like interfering with our lives and where else, like you can name every part of your life mm-hmm. where you see it's not that. If you break it down, of course you have uh, male blood. Like no, you have uh, bad individuals who mm. piss you off or do bad things to you. But how like the structure behind it interferes in so many parts of your mm. life, mm. which comes and at the end often mm. <laughs> down to capitalist methods of mm. organizing things. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like that. Uh, the economic base. Which I refer to in the B part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just a little parenthesis about the song. Mm -hmm. Because this recording, I think the the best thing about this recording is the the violin solo where we asked Sofia to play like like a metal uh, guitarist. (laughs) We were like, can you do this really sort of um, super skilled uh, guitar? electric guitar solo, she was like, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was unbidden. Well, I think maybe she did it once and tried it out and we were like, yes, that's it! (laughs) Yeah, exactly! Can you make it sound like metal? She was like, yeah! (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. yeah, and also it's the counting that uh, that I that I made. It was also very funny. We should make it as a blooper. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's do the recording. I'll just make a punk counting then. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was, <laughs> and then everyone just broke down in laughter. They did not ex- know what they were. <laughs> what they were they don't, <laughs> you serious? <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't know what the punk counting is. This band is so very sophisticated people. <laughs> yeah, but that was. Um, if I should talk quick about the inspiration for the song was, uh, but this uh, song was more inspiration for content and feeling maybe, mm. and then I also. Uh, when I wrote the original, I was like, I had written a lot of songs, like uh, for Cats and Dinosaurs that were like, like the classic A A B A structure that all many, most jazz songs are in, with just like a vocal. And then I wanted to like, oh, we should like, I wanted to break out of that and uh, like make more like instrumental, mm-hmm. more like this. And so then I was inspired by a, a, a song that's very famous in the Lindio community, that is called uh, Taint What You Do. It's, it's just uh, it's very, just that one, yeah. It's what you do. That's what it's called. Yeah, mm. it's very famous in the Lindy Hop community mm. anyway with Jimmy Lunsford. 
and uh, I will cut it in here. It's the way hot she do it. It's the way hot she do it. It's the way hot she do it. That's what gets me. Mama, mama. It's time that she do it. And then <laughs> just a short snippet for you. And then uh, so I was uh, I was also inspired by that uh, by that I was I I copied the structure from that song basically almost oh, most of it. And uh, but made the uh, new music and uh, and also like that song is also like. Uh, the same kind of basic theme it was like uh, that it's like uh, when I was a kid my dad told me this uh, it ain't what you do it's the way how you do it and so I wanted to have this because uh, I was always fascinated by this like old activists and I started meeting them like when I was uh, becoming active in the various organizations and uh, I was fascinated with this like really old, uh, very left activists uh, that uh, like had been doing it forever and were like still fighting. It was very inspiring. And so I, so I had, so I was imagining more like a, like old activist Marxist mom, telling <laughs> telling their, their kid about the world, more like this. So, so that was uh, like the idea for the, for the lyrics, kind of for the intro. That's just in the little intro, and. Uh, I think that was. Uh... Yeah, but we also thought when we were discussing podding in in Kiel, we both thought, oh, we we, de we definitely have to talk about this song, mm -hmm. both because it's from Mark Kaputvas or Kaputmat, but also because this used to be an occupied house, and we That's feel right. there's like a connection, right? Because mm -hmm. the occupation movement or squatting movement was uh, a resistance. Mm -hmm against the system. Yeah. Yes, Do you so we want, want to... Uh, to hear more about this. Yeah. And this we want to hear now, I guess. From you. Okay. <laughs> First, of course, I, I have to blend in that I'm not so much of an expert um, of the whole movement in Germany as mm. it existed, or how, for example, also because we're talking about the song, how big of a part Tonstein and Scherben were in there because it's like like you said yesterday on stage it's kind of a proto-punk and of course it's an activist band they played a lot of venues and, and helped a lot of um, causes with their shows but how exactly the connection that's yeah. not like i don't i'm not so well into the historics it's a little history. bit uh, different eras they were kind like, of exactly they were like already vintage because this yeah. this big occupy movement it's in the 80s right That's maybe you want to give us a quick history yeah a quick history of uh, occupy. But, but on, on the other hand i would say the when when you look at it uh, for example here in kiel you're looking at the end 70s beginning 80s um that's exactly when uh tonstein sham also were uh, quite big so it's and also this um um, okay, well, how to how to start mm. with the movement here in Kiel? I think we like I said we're talking about end seventies, beginning eighties, mm. um, housing crisis in a way. A lot of mm. people here can't afford or don't find a place to live, but a lot of space is free, mm -hmm. and but it's not used, and so people come and um, kind of off the phrase just like. Uh, the houses for them who need them they just yeah. take it they occupied it and renovated it themselves stuff yeah. like that and in Kiel um, the, the like the things I, I know about is like when there was the so-called Sophienhof that mm. directly in the center of the city uh, at the um, opposite side to the train station you had mm. uh, empty buildings with like this really 60s architecture like in the down like in the uh, in the floor, mm. uh, has, uh, the ground floor, the ground floor, mm. exactly in the ground floor. We had um, room for shops and windows, yeah, yeah. and then on uh. top of it, um, it's like a really, I would say, typical architecture thing yeah. from the '60s, and that was empty in front of, like, in the center part of the city. It got occupied, and and quite some people um, were living there. And I th around the same time, uh, this here, the Hansa Straße 48. 
was uh, occupied and squatted because the owner of the building wanted to tear it down to build like a total new house on mm. the area mm. and they got together and say no break like no breaking down the house yeah that was kind of the the, the the, the angle of the movement say yeah that's why we unite and then that's why we squatted it we don't want to be taken down so those so those people weren't living in the house at the no, time like the 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 <laughs> i would say the the historical parts to that still missing mm. just what i can tell you now is like what i heard from people yeah. who live here still now yeah. and told me about the early days and they said, yeah, you, you can, you were looking at this building, some part was used as storage unit, then you had like two or three artists who mm. built themselves some, some artist rooms to their workspaces, then two or three people had contracts here, were living here, yeah. then you had rooms where like just people broke out, like opened the door and mm. fired like, and partied, a, like make an illegal party there, yeah. maybe one weekend. So the place was known, but not as a whole project. Mm. And yeah, and then they like as they heard the plan that uh, that the owner wants to take it down, they occupied it, and then I think the the, the communication process started. That say because that's one of the how you can call it maybe two big groups during that time. You had on the one hand the the squatters. Oh, who were who said we don't want to talk to the city at all we yeah. just want to be left alone yeah. we just we take what we want and we want to keep it ourselves yeah. and we want no interference with the city or owners whatsoever mm. this is we take it and this is now ours mm. more you could put it maybe more radical mm. perspective to it mm. and so they are we want to be a big movement and when we are a big movement we can maybe dictate the terms or we can set the terms mm. on how we want to negotiate and whatever mm or if even negotiate or just it's it's the, the bigger we are the stronger we are yeah. the easier we can take what we want mm. and here the people were more um inter like they were looking for the communication and discussion with the owners and with mm. the city from and the start from, that's like the, the mm. thing I, I weren't part of and yeah, then yeah. just breaking down this <laughs> yeah like this discussion and as you can imagine in uh, left-wing groups like this there were there was spread like bad blood or yeah. like like dividing over that question and I don't like like I said I'm weren't part of that and I'm not so much mm. into the discussion like from the perspective now as mm. that I can tell you exactly how it went down but it's just what i heard and mm. but i think so like like i heard that from the beginning they planned to talk to the owners and said yeah we want to buy it renovate it and mm. like with the city aside because the city of course knew the squatting movement is a thing and we have to deal with it somehow mm. and then maybe that's the easier way if we we've been like negotiating with the owners with the squatters and we as a city sit on a yeah. table and clear it that's easier for us as a city than instead of like when the owner kicks them out yeah okay they will look for another building so yeah. the problem will problem will not be solved by that mm. so and maybe if we can get a contract or a deal out of that mm. yeah and then and i think 79 80 around that they made like founded a club and the club bought the house yeah so that's like the house fine now who owns the building and um yeah and then they started like the huge renovating process and also because one of the you could say key motivations were that they wanted to to have an alternative perspective on living and working mm. so they wanted to do everything different and also like we're talking beginning 80s mm. and they said yeah we we want to have alternative forms for that they started off in uh, as a collective with a print shop and then they had they said okay we want to have a cultural center too so we need a bar the, the bar was run by the people who lived here and so they wanted yeah. to do everything different yeah. and, and they still do right st yeah. still there's a part to it but i would say um it's not so 
maybe it's not that radical anymore. Like mm. the another huge topic to get into when when you when you look at how the work, the forms of work, tra like. Um, changed over the last 30, 40 years now mm -hmm. and how capitalism adapted this kind of freedom seeking. I think there are like tons of books mm -hmm. about exactly that, how th that was in, like sucked in by capitalism and turned around mm -hmm. and now it's kind of when you are not flexible and looking for your freedom, then yeah. you're like, this mm -hmm. is kind of, <laughs> the, the, and they wanted that and now capitalism demands it in a way, which is, mm. that, that's how I like, again really <laughs> really fast broken down and um yeah that's how they started here and then also with the cultural center they wanted to have um they asked the city for um help money wise to run the cultural center that's so and also that started uh, 81 that the, this cultural center is getting like money from the city to organize the program to mm. like pay the jobs that from the people who who are doing that to organize that like my job and yeah that's this is going on for 80 no 37 years now wow and so like for everyone who hasn't been here what the can you sum up what the culture center does? Um, I would say we we offer a really colorful program, starting like what we had last night with you guys shows um, from local bands on one hand, and also trying to book in our international music as well. Um, a lot of local theater groups we have here. Um, um, then we have a little movie theater, we show, not, but not regularly, but we um, show movies, political documentations, or general stuff that interests me or my colleague Greta, just, just mm. oh, that sounds cool, yeah, okay, let's do that. So it's not, like mm. the movie theater is just, when we find something we want to show, we mm. show it, it's not that we have to show like yeah. every week a movie or so. That's, um, sometimes parties going on, um, we have political discussions, we have meetings from groups who mm. like meet here to, to organize themselves. Today um, there's a vinyl Yeah, we market. have uh, several flea markets today, like a vinyl flea market and a bicycle flea market. We have an yeah. instruments flea market. What? <gasps> oh, we can never come to that. We won't fit no. all the stuff in our car. No. Okay, I will not <laughs> tell you. It's the second Sunday in April and October, but you didn't hear it from me. Uh, yeah, and you have like a wonderful yeah. art exhibition. Yeah, that's um, uh, something we came up with, I think, around two and a half years ago, um, that we combined our monthly or now six-week um, a program that we print out that is designed by um, different people every six weeks and we cooperate cooperate with that with the um, with the art school and so all the people doing the program are students there and while their program is um, actual they get um, the exhibition room mm. for their work so that's the combination and yeah, the program is printed, I think, uh, around 7,000 uh, 7, times and put all over the city, so little public, I don't know. Yeah, they will be seen yes. with their art. I think that's something also. Do you know, like, um, this thing that the, the owners of this building and the squatters and the city made a deal and the squatters got to keep the house? Was that common? Do you know? I think it depends. Like, um, it's, it, again, the other big house I was talking about, the Sophienhof in the center of the city, mm. for example, they got uh, the, this, the city teared down all the buildings, so the people had to go out. And now they're, they, then they built their like, huge shopping center, which is still there now. Oh, no. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's like the, the memory of that is totally erased. Yes. And then, but 
then there they was they built instead like a statue of capitalism <laughs> <laughs> kind of <laughs> and but the, the city offered um, some um, alternative objects so there was after the eviction they offered other places then there yeah. was another one nearby the the nearby the further and then that one got teared down as well and evicted I because I'm, I'm not from mm -hmm. Kiel I'm here like for 12 years now that was before my time and then after that one um, they got offered the Altemeierei which is still now run as ran as a squad that was a building offered by the city and now I think there are also around 10-ish people living there and a huge stage there and it's more like the squadish mm. like, like you know it from any other European mm. capital or so mm. like uh, just squad squad mm. kind of thing and so that's like in the maybe in the in the line from the Sofienhof you can go to the Meierei with as an alternative mm. object so it's hard to say it's like would it be maybe could, could the Zofinov had been saved if the people were more open for discussion? I have no clue. I don't mm. think so because it was, as you may call it, prime real estate in front mm. of the like people were looking for that to buy a shopping center yes. there. That's like, and then you're in the way, and then you will get like they will take you away anyway. Yes. So, and again, I'm not so much like I don't know about that much uh, objects in Germany that, it, mm. that you can say okay we're looking at this and this many at um, at nine like 1981 and then how many there still five mm. years later and mm. what what was their strategies and mm. to compare it I don't really know like you have on the one hand but I think that's also a thing with the with the bigger cities when you look at the Rote Flora in Hamburg for example, that's like yeah. one of the squads in, uh, in in Germany and I think even Europe. Uh, that still is like the total illegal. Like everything that's going on there is mm. that there is no real. I don't know how you call it. Like the, there is no legalization of everything. Yeah. Not of, mm. Like of anything, they say that yeah, we do what we want, and we the state has no or the city have no oh, interference here. Mm. And that's all going on for, I don't know, 20, 25 years now. Yeah. And this it is, doesn't look like it's going to change. <laughs> this is a very... And Gangesviertel is also... That's, but that is, um, that is actually the um, kind of interesting comparison, I would, I would call it. Mm. Um, because when you look at Hamburg, the Gangesviertel is... Or not even Hamburg, I think maybe even Germany in general, is the latest huge project that was successful as after they squatted it mm -hmm. but to understand the Gängefittel um, you also have to know some things about Hamburg and also the people involved mm, I would say they knew what they were doing really really well before they started mm -hmm. Oh, they yeah, had they, like they the whole the history the, the history of how evictions <laughs> work how they can prevent evictions like what mm -hmm. they need to do to be to to get like mm -hmm. the, the 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 city on their side or the, mm -hmm. the people in the city on their side they were really like super well structured they had like a whole campaign waiting in the moment they started and also i think what what helped them a little bit was um, that even though that, that the change in the city of Hamburg that like old buildings get teared down and some new concrete glass and steel was built mm. is also something I would call like conservative voters are not liking very much mm. and when when you like play this card in kind of a way in the ah. city and say yeah we want to renovate and we want to like keep this old buildings alive yeah that is something even though maybe some conservative people on, from the city of Hamburg could say or uh, actually it kind of worked that way that you newspapers that were basically conservative mm -hmm. owned 
didn't know what really to do with the gang of fiddle. But on the one hand, of course, they are lefts and they are radical yeah. because they squat. But on the other hand, hmm. they have like the support from yeah. all the musicians and the culture and artists, and and, and they, they want to pre like prevent the, the the architecture and the yeah. old Hamburg in a way, which is like more and more sold and and treated down. That's so really clever. Own, of course. <laughs> That's, yeah. In a way it is. In a way it is, definitely. But on the other hand, it's... it's for, that, that's just my perspective on it. But, but from, in general, Hamburg is a pretty progressive city. Like, uh, <laughs> maybe is that only comparing to other cities in Germany, for example, I've heard. Yeah. Well, it's, oh, it's a sensitive subject here. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I would say it's, it's hard to gener generalize in a way. But on the one hand, you, like to, to understand Hamburg, of course, you can compare it to other cities. And like, of course, Berlin is the like the dirty one, the like the mm. the aggressive one. And Hamburg, of course, calls themselves like the door to like the the, the port to the world. Mm. And of course, Hamburg, in, by itself, has more like international flavor with the with the harbor and everything and wants to be cultural city and musicians the beatles and all that and but also hamburg is for me my my feeling always a little bit richer mm. in, a, in, a, in in a way but but in, in progressive or not wise that's really hard to tell you but you have this you have this like i said this huge conservative movement the conservative party is strong there always mm -hmm. But in a in a northern way, yeah. not like in the Bavarian or in the yeah. in the Saxony way. That's that's kind of a different thing. And of course, you have the Social Democrats who, I think, are running now for the last years the um, the the town hall. Where they say, yeah, what they're doing that's that is not progressive mm. at all. Like what people and what what the concern of movement in the city. There's of course a lot going on mm. but it doesn't I wouldn't say it reflect that much mm. on the official politics mm. in the yeah, in I the was, town I was more thinking in general <laughs> something but but one thing I was thinking about that is I think is uh, exciting or interesting about uh, like Germany and this uh, that like what I experienced as a quite a big movement of this I mean not just this occupy but that mm. uh, like this kind of more anarchy, anarchist, punk, uh, like part of the left. Mm. I experienced that it's uh, very big here, yeah. and uh, mm. I, for me, it feels like it's much bigger and like a much stronger presence than in Sweden. And this is mm. very interesting, like in relation to like the Swedish stereotype of of the German, is that like uh, it's very like square and like very like. Uh, that uh, everything has to be according to the book and like everything has to be very rules, 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 rules. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> every time I am in Germany, it's like, uh, I don't see so many rules. It's really not my experience. Of, but of course, I, except when we were in the swimming pool in Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it was like so many, many rules. And keine springen. Uh, keine springen. Keine springen. Vom no, not from Brandspring. Yeah. And did you have to wear the... The hat? No, no? actually okay. not. But we did get quite a lot of... Uh, many, negative many, attention. Some negative <laughs> attention from, uh, from the... Badeführer. Is that? Yeah, is that Bademeister. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, but... Uh, yeah, but that's interesting, I think. Uh, like... Uh, yeah, cause it's funny, because I think, uh, like, in reality... Is maybe the Swedes who are the rule, the rule uh, yes. lovers. <laughs> also, the autobahn is like, uh, like yeah, you can just drive however fast you want. <laughs> like that's not the punk movement. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's just the mainstream. And that would, I mean, that would never happen in Sweden. But it's, uh, it's just interesting. Like, what I'm thinking is like, is it, Do you think this rule stereotype? Hmm. Is it like? Uh, is there some truth in it? Like uh, this swimming pool experience of ours, is that mainstream Germany? And the reason that anarchy punkers are so many in Germany is because it's like, uh, 
You just have to. It's <laughs> just uh, must yeah. put the rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there are more, a bigger amount who have to flee these rules. <laughs> it's like rigid. Or uh, or is it the uh, ally? The the rigid stereotype. Which is the German spirit? Is it the Bademeister or is it the squatter? <laughs> <laughs> a true, a true, squ- like, a true squatter would, uh, would, uh, I would, I would never accept your idea of a German spirit. <laughs> definitely, definitely the 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 bottomizer. But I would say that. Do the, you the, also have the, the stereotype that that Germans are very sort of rule following? And, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. I would, but I would, I would put it maybe that way that um, either way that there are so many rules the germans are really good in complaining about them mm. <laughs> which is in a in a weird way that they they there are so many just in germany mm. and the germans follow them and complain about while following mm. and that <laughs> is <laughs> kind of adds up to i would say maybe the german pretty good and even yeah of course the the, the squatting world and when you look at squats there are fewer rules mm-hmm. and um uh, of course it's not not rooms without rules but of course lesser rules than uh, around or other venues or other places in general i think we also see a lot of examples in media of like big sort of mass demonstrations in Germany mm. in different ways mm-hmm. where people like block a railway or the road to a coal plant mm-hmm. or like uh, the demonstrations in Hamburg um, with the, the European Union meeting was it or the G8? Uh, G20. G20 yeah. yes last year. Uh, like lots of sort of big protests that are like civil disobedience maybe. Yeah, on the one, yeah, of course. I think you definitely have that, especially I think more in the uh, environmentalist movement. Mm. That's more common when you look, for example, what I think that wise was a huge school was uh, the protest against the Castor transports, like the the transports of the nuclear waste. Mm. That was south of Hamburg, mm. and what all that did to the region and to the young activists. That was, I think, kind of that was a school for a lot of years because mm. it was happening every year, and the people were training mm. for it. And um, or with now with the with the coal, what's going on with around Hambacher Forst, all that. That's mm. again driving a lot of people into this kind of mm. uh, action and civil disobedience. I think it's it's uh, like a a very inspiring movement because it feels it just uh, seems so satisfying mm-hmm. like instead of maybe writing an article for a newspaper or trying to call your politician it's like you just put your body in the way of something mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. very like um, uh, real what's happening yeah. it's very clear like I'm gonna make these hours I'm gonna or I'm gonna spend these hours in this place and that's the work I'm doing towards, yeah, improving the world or helping this cause. It's, um, yeah, I think a lot of people like, especially for the environmental movement, now like at least in the Swedish sort of conversation, we hear people talking about how um, they have this sort of climate, climate uh, angst, angst, is it? Mm-hmm. Climate fear? Yeah, like fear or stress or, you mm-hmm. know, sort of a panic mm-hmm. about the climate. And if all those people could just use that panic and sort of put their bodies mm-hmm. in the way mm-hmm. of destructive uh, uh, industries, great. They would feel better, I think. Mm-hmm. It's better than like therapy or antidepressants <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like the, for for the other part, I don't know how much movement or that wise is in other like parts in Europe. So I can't mm. really compare it to say is like on the other hand when you say yeah okay there are a lot of people protesting and mm. thousands maybe you say yeah again yeah, but also there are eighty million living in Germany. So like when yes. you compare it to the, like is that how you want to look at it or is it like when you look at the movement of course it's impressive and and all the action that's 
taking place and but if like comparison wise yeah. hard, hard to do I would say but yeah yeah of course mm. and it's not like it's not like we get a lot of uh, listener feedback mm. but please don't write us about the uh, talking about the German spirit we totally understand there is no German spirit <laughs> so uh, we don't want any feedback about that <laughs> um, so then, yeah, I, yeah I mean the sort of the, the pessimist way to look at this is you have 80 million people not protesting I'm sorry Jan yeah. <laughs> or maybe 79 and also, like on the other hand, when you. Uh, but I think that's with the Swedish Democrats, you have experienced like kind of same movement. When people start protesting, doesn't always mean that their cause is. No. In a progressive way or in to evolve the society to something better. Yes. That's here. I would say in the, in northern Germany. It's more when, when, for example, it's not that, that, that when you know that there's a little wave of right-wing demonstration, mm-hmm. all these Pegida shit and that stuff happening. When something comes up in Kiel that, or in Hamburg that mm-hmm. people want to try to establish something like that too, mm-hmm. they like immediately get shut down and they, like for example, in Kiel something like that was planned. Like a right-wing demonstration. Like a right-wing demonstration. Mm. Angela Merkel has to go. Like, she opened the yeah. borders for refugees, blah, blah, blah. That's oh, yeah. Kind yeah. Of like racist experience. Ra- ra- yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but, like, in the same, like, two hours later, the, the counter-protest started organizing itself. And in the end, the counter-protest showed up with a couple of thousand people here in mm. Kiel. And the right-wing idiots didn't show up at all. Mm. Hamburg the same. They wanted to establish this Mondays against Angela Merkel demonstration every Monday evening. Mm. There show up maybe 150, 200 people, mm. and the counter protest is thousands. Yeah. So that's that's still that's not everywhere in northern Germany, of course, mm. and in other parts they have a little bit more problems with that. But here in Kiel, doesn't right now feel like on the streets you don't feel it that that there's this thing. On the other, of course, when you look at the comment, like the commentary section, under like the, the regular newspaper, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like absurdities. It's like one of uh, like uh, where I always like I have to clap him on the back like more. I think yeah. every time when I see him, it's one of the people who does his does the sound here. Mm. He dives into that oh, and no. discusses with oh. like he knows on what ground he is there it's not like he's naive or anything but he takes that on yeah and that is uh-huh. i would i'm like man you are <laughs> like i would not have at least the energy to like and this is like regular basis every day and <laughs> does he feel that he's uh, reaching someone sometimes uh, I don't know, but it's, I think it's more that this that he feels that needs to be done, not yeah. to be yeah. without counter speed. Mm-hmm. That people get this kind of. Mm-hmm. But it's also one thing about these counter demonstrations. It's like because I believe it's also that's what we have to do, and mm-hmm. it's been so clear in Sweden, like uh, when there's not a counter demonstration, the police will allow more from the racists mm. but when there is a big counter demonstration that's pushing the police to set boundaries for the racists mm. so we have to sort of push the police in the right direction oh. Uh, oh, but it's also funny because then it it could look like from the outside that the left is showing up to demonstrate for Angela Merkel which of course is not maybe your favorite yeah. person in the world exactly <laughs> that's a weird I think in a lot of political circles right now, you find yourself in a weird yeah. spot mm. mm-hmm. when 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 you have to counter all the alternative for Deutschland, these yeah. AfD, these parties. How you you get into their conversations and their arguments mm. and 
get your right spot when mm -hmm. when when they criticize the established system and you say damn it i do that too but from a different angle yeah exactly how do i <clears throat> that's mm. and yeah that's not for a lot of people not not really easy to find mm. their spot there and say yeah damn it i like found myself in this kind of position and, and of course uh, angela merkel's uh, biggest fans they are not out protesting on the streets right fortunately <laughs> unfortunately they're yeah. not out there like fighting no. the the racists no it's i don't know how that that that's like i'm not that much of a political scientist what what that kind of stuff makes with the conservative party like mm. how that changes them into being more active yeah But about isn't there's, isn't their there kind of a kind of a crackdown on Merkel from her own party now that she that they are like It's, there would, are many people who are like well uh, we are actually we want to close the border <laughs> we, yeah, we are would, actually a racist party we don't <laughs> like that there are some people who are like no that's just her like she has this her own thing that she's doing and but but we we don't want this we want to We want to close the borders and blah blah. Of course, the the they are still the conservative party, and of course they have right wing people in there, politicians, and um, I would I would not deny that at all. That that of course they are still the party who they are, and it's not because Angela Merkel says something it doesn't change the history of the conservative party from the last 30, 40 years. Um, But I think on the other hand, it's that's that's how I read it's like personal opinion. Just um, when you look at this, um, you know, she's she's been in office so long, and mm -hmm. when something happens that can be bad for her, the tone that it's written about mm -hmm. and how it's written about, you always think, please calm down a little. Like mm -hmm. they they just. They, they want to write and make it like, yeah, now now she's falling, now she's falling. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not falling now. She not did the last time and the, the, the one before. It's uh. just the people try uh. again and again. And yeah. she, she's like, there has to be some stability in her way of behaving in mm -hmm. the conservative party that is protecting mm -hmm. her. And it's, it's not really funny, of course, but mm -hmm. when you look at it and say... <laughs> again they try to make yeah. something that bad or then she has uh, that there's a position to fill and not the political like not the one she wanted gets elected mm -hmm. someone else and then they start by oh that is her big loss and say yeah really okay mm -hmm. <laughs> and you, you get the tone that's not what it means but they they want it to happen and mm -hmm. that's i kind of it's i don't know how to talk to call that in a way it's hard to three really what is going on in the conservative party through the media yeah. who always really a little bit too much want that something yeah. happened to her That's and when you say the conservative party you mean christian democrats yeah, CDU. yeah. Mm -hmm. so i think we have to go mm. to prima time for dagens tips jan do you have some tips for us To, to, to close the whole yes, our, our journey we had like to come back to the song uh, like two little things I would like to add um, like it's really interesting when you see how this um, band from the end 70s and this type of use of words to describe political system but or, or the action against it through a really nice kind of way then that finds a way uh, into modern music like with, with mm. you on the one hand and the other there's a like a really really nice uh, german rap group who um released i think it was on their first album um where he adapts that line to mach kaputt was euch kaputt machen but he puts it against himself he said oh. i make like i destroy what destroys me Mm. myself mm. so he turns this like um like against himself like in a way like he looks at the situation what's wrong with the world and everything and then he adds this thing and mm. puts like adds your own responsibility for the stuff mm. that's happening around you which i find amazing what's the name of the artist uh, the, the band is called uh, zugezogen masculine 
Yeah. <laughs> There's like the, it's, I think it's hard to understand, but the German lyrics that like what they did with the two LPs and one EP before for the German rap. Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> and um, on the and the other thing I would like to add is that um, you know the band Cumbia Queers, yeah, right? Yes. You played with them. We met them, yeah. And <laughs> kind of they made the same journey as you did because <laughs> I think it was four years ago um, they played here a show and then went up to uh, Denmark, Sweden, and back to uh, back to Germany to Berlin. Then I saw them again in Berlin like a week later. And while they were driving to Scandinavia, they learned a song from Tonstein Scherben, mm. but not Mach kaputt, was euch kaputt macht, but um, Die letzte Schlacht gewinnen wir. Mm. Like, we will win the last battle. Ah. It's like the, 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 the red front and the black front and uh. we fight together, like a fighting song. And they make a cumbia version out of it That's and so play it nice. the first time at the SO36 in Berlin, like the punk place there it is in front of a sold out house with 700 people they play mm. that song like chills and because like all the lot so much stuff with the Tonsteine Scherben in Berlin like happens down the street 300 meters away we really really have to go because Felix <laughs> we are on a Germany tour yeah we are on a Germany tour yeah not, not a key so we visit. don't get to do tips no we just go yeah 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 now it's it's time to go Jan, thank you so much for booking us and housing us and feeding us and talking in our podcast. <laughs> yeah. we, as we much as I could provide on the squatting history. Yeah. Maybe that Bremen it's, has actually also a little interesting history about that, that because um, is it's kind of sad that the, the that the one of the founding moments of the autonomous movement in Germany happened in Bremen because there was this, um, you know, when, when soldiers start their um, uh, Vereinigung, um, you, uh, they were sworn in to mm. the state, mm. you know, and, and I would say because of the German history, it was a long time, um, the, the military was not really seen in German society. And then in the 80s, they tried to, like Cold War and everything, they wanted to change that. And so they made the sworn in ceremony in the huge football stadium in Bremen. They wanted to do that mm. as a mm. like as a statement, like Germany and his soldiers and everything. And there was like one of the huge and biggest riots mm. till then happening in Bremen. Mm. And a lot of people got in like actually fought yeah. the state. Mm. And that was where, where a lot of people had first time like encounter with violent and riots, street protests. And mm. Maybe you can take that up and meet someone in Bremen to talk about yes. that. <laughs> Podcast series. Yes. <laughs> we, will, we will see. But, okay. uh, thank thank you. you so, so much. Thank you.